0: This podcast is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, award winning wealth managers who go above and beyond to support and guide you. Visit candowealth.com to start building your wealth with confidence.
1: Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily political podcast. I'm Katie Balls and I'm joined by James Forsyth and Isabel Hardman. The police investigation into Partygate is complete. A final batch of fines have been issued. That means that a total of 126 people have been facing fines for the events which are across eight different dates. Some have received more than one fine, but not Boris Johnson or his wife Carrie. They have only received one fine, which is the birthday party in June 2020. Today we've had the news that they're not expecting any further fines. James, if someone had told you when this investigation Fest was called for in January the, the only fine Boris Johnson received would be for birthday cake. What would your reaction have been?
0: I think the sound you can hear right now out of our window is, is, is the sighs of relief emanating from downing street boris johnson is in a stronger political position today because of this so the only event he's been fined for is an event that most tory mps have a certain level of sympathy with it was a brief break during the working day and it doesn't seem like an egregious breach of the rules and so i think that is one thing that will be relief and so there isn't i don't think there is this might change when the gray report comes out but I don't think today's news is going to lead to, to a fresh set of demands from Tory MPs for Boris Johnson to resign or for people to send in letters of no confidence. The second piece of good fortune for Boris Johnson is that this news has come out while Keir Starmer is under investigation by the Durham police over the beer and curry. Now, This makes it much more difficult for Labour to go on a kind of full frontal offensive on how much rule breaking there was in Downing Street. We are also told that we will now get the Sue Gray report next week. And given that I think most people expect Durham Police to still be doing their work, that means that when the Sue Gray report comes out, many people thought this would be a remarkable parliamentary moment, with Labour able to kind of rip into the Prime Minister on this whole question. That, I think, is going to be a much more muted affair, certainly from the leader of the opposition now, because he has this his own cloud hanging over him. now. And then I think the final factor here, which will be Downing Street's relief, is... What those close to Boris Johnson have been really worried about is this investigation by the Privileges Committee into whether Boris Johnson misled the House of Commons about whether there had been parties or not in Downing Street. I mean, the fact that he got only one fine makes it slightly easier for him to say that he didn't think there had been, and when he'd asked about it, he had been given misleading information. So I think the conclusion of this inquiry removes some of the political pressure on Boris Johnson. Now, I think some of that will come back on when the Grey Report comes out with full gory details of, of how Downing Street and the Cabinet Office operated during this period. But many of those familiar with the, the process think that one of the things that the Grey Report will do will turn a, sp- a particular spotlight on the civil service leadership and broaden out the question just beyond the, kind of, the political.
1: And Isabel, in terms of the next steps that we've got to see Grey Report, do you think you do get the sense, though, that Boris Johnson is broadly out of the woods?
2: I think as James says there's a lot of opportunity for obfuscation which has been what Boris Johnson has uh, relied on really to survive thus far so the birthday cake is as James said something that is the event that probably Tory MPs have the most sympathy with it's something that um that it's quite easy for Boris Johnson's allies mm-hmm. To obfuscate over because you say, oh, it's only nine minutes, and you know it's just a birthday cake and all that sort of thing, and the other events that, in terms of the events themselves, seem much clearer cut. He now doesn't have this direct link to in terms of a fine, and then you can, as James says, you can use obfuscation again with Keir Starmer. The Gray report, though, I think it is still very dangerous for Johnson because I think it will highlight a lot of cultural and leadership problems within Number 10 in a way that may send some of his MPs and not just the ones who've been responding to every booking request from broadcasters to go on and and criticise him over the past few months, but actually those who have, have sort of swung one way or the other, depending on the political weather, it will give them pause to take a step back and say, well, actually hang on a second these are actually really important points about about our prime minister and so i'm i'm not sure he's fully out of the woods yet but as we were saying earlier on in the year and indeed in towards the end of last year the longer this has gone on for the more heat has been taken out of it and the less obvious it seems that letters are going to come flooding in at any one particular moment. What I suspect will happen is this slow drip drip of a loss of authority still because don't forget that surviving isn't the only criteria for success as a Prime Minister. You have to be able to get your legislative agenda through, you have to often be able to face down your critics within your party and say, look, I've got some awkward people in my party, but I've got this controversial reform through, I'm delivering on house building or or whatever. Uh, Boris Johnson doesn't actually really have the space to do any of that, whether it's on the cost of living or other measures. And we saw that in some of the things that, that did and didn't make it into the Queen's speech, for instance, and the debate that has followed, which has basically said, all right, OK, to the Queen's speech, right, let's move on to all the other things you're not doing. And so in terms of his ability to be a powerful prime minister, that's still very much in question.
1: James, do you agree with that in the sense that the mood has calmed very much amongst Tory MPs? Do do you think there is a risk that something like the Sue Gray report could reopen things? Or are we at the point where actually we've spoken about all these crunch points, uh, you know, a fine, it happened. There wasn't a huge reaction. Obviously, there was anger, but it didn't lead to this. Existential moment for the prime minister, the local elections, some grumbling, but almost you know came and went and didn't seem to put Boris Johnson in a much more precarious position. So could Sue Gray report actually be the same? And and then is he pretty much in the clear?
0: I think we saw from the update from Sue Gray that the Sue Gray report is going to be very very difficult for Number Ten. I think Boris Johnson's immediate response will be, well, look, these people don't don't work in the building anymore. I've changed the setup. You know, he'll he'll try and do a whole thing like that. I think his hope will be that the most lurid details in the report don't involve him. Now... I, I think Isabel is right, but there will be lots of Tory MPs who read this and say, well, why were people behaving like that in there? What was the attitude to the rules that was being generated by the senior leadership, whether political or civil service, that made people think that this was that they could do this kind of thing? But I think Boris Johnson will try and say, look, I, I have changed the team to, to prevent things like this from happening again. I, I think one thing we are underestimating here is that Westminster has been very focused on, this, on the party gate issues when actually I think the cost of living question is becoming the biggest threat to the Tories right now. And there was always the biggest danger to the Tories was that cost of living and Partygate would fuse together. I don't think that has happened yet, but I think that the cost of living crunch, that is what is really going to hurt the Tories over the coming months, because it is very hard to see what the government can do to alleviate some of these pressures which wouldn't make other problems worse and it's also quite clear at the moment that the government haven't yet settled on a kind of this is what we are doing and here is how we can politically defend it and so I think that that in some ways I suspect that those issues which have been downplayed because those people who wanted to get Boris Johnson out of Downing Street looked and thought that this was this might have been their best their best tool will now turn to those questions more And I mean that that the Tories are still very vulnerable on
1: And finally, we're going to bring you something a little bit different. Here is what George Bush had to say last night.
0: The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. (laughs) Iraq, too. Anyway. uh, (laughs) 75.
2: Uh... Isabel, what's going on there? Well, I find it fascinating the way that both George W. Bush and Tony Blair have the word Iraq stuck on the tips of their tongues in all situations. And we often criticise British MPs when we're having debates about countries in completely different parts of the world for accidentally talking about Iraq um, or accidentally calling a different dictator Saddam but actually it seems that George W Bush and Tony Blair suffer from this too the difference between the two leaders here is that Tony Blair is is stuck in an internal rumination about how he actually he did do the right moral thing with Iraq and you know he just wishes that people would see that he you know he was he was trying to to rescue the iraqi people whereas i think George Bush has probably had a slightly more rounded life after office and uh, Clearly, just is able to be self deprecating um, in a way that, that Blair just never will be able to.
1: Thank you, Isabel. Thank you, James. And thank you, Lisa.